Hey, hello, and welcome to Growing Up with Papa, Season 2. Now, in Season 2, we're going to focus more on children's ministry and the importance of being involved in children's ministry. Hopefully, give some insight, some inspiration, some instructions, and how we do things at Christ Temple Pentecostal Church in the Sunday School Department. We're also going to share ideas from other folks that we're connected with. Now, you may say, is this for me? You betcha. If you've got youngins in your life, you need to listen in. So, hey, listen up. Get on board as we tackle topics and investigate ideas about the greatest ministry in the whole kingdom. Right here on Growing Up With Papa. Well, hello and welcome to another edition of Growing Up With Papa. And again, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I have got a future famous, super duper, super sure enough, Papa's girl, Leah Kate Posey in the house. Hello. <laughs> she is here. And we're going to talk a little bit about Sunday school, what she does in Sunday school. And we're going to continue on with our Sunday school-ish editions. And we're going to try to learn and glean and grow and and maybe become a better tool in the kingdom of God in the Sunday School Children's Ministry Department. Now, Sister Aaliyah, you have outgrown the Sunday School Department. Mm-hmm. And that makes Papa so sad. You've done got 12 years old into the crew, the old crew that just run off and leave the Sunday School, Papa crying in the corner. But they do, they have something every Friday night, and it's really cool. It gives them something to do with their teenage time, and it creates culture and lets them grow together. So what's your favorite thing to do as a crew member when we're going to get off this crew business? So what do y'all do as crew people that you enjoy the most? Um, I like to hang out with them, and I just like to get to know people like some of the bus kids that come on the bus, they'll come and I like to talk to them and just, you know, just hanging out and just, I so, don't know. So just kind of like chilling, not really necessarily a, which they do have services sometimes. Sometimes they go off and eat, but just a chill, hanging out at the rock and talking kind of deal. one mm-hmm. of your favorite. That's cool. And Aaliyah helps us in our Sunday school department. And the one of them, the things that she does that I like the most is pre-service prayer. We try we try to create the mood, and we like to have live music instead of canned music, what we call canned music. It don't come out of a can. It comes off your phone or iPad or something. But Aaliyah can get on that keyboard and make it sing and put you in the mood to pray. And so she does that. And one of her newest jobs is what, Aaliyah? I work in the kitchen. Oh, yeah, yeah. You do a little bit of cooking. Well, I don't cook. I just do, like, the drinks oh, and, yeah. like, put, put the food on the plates. Helping like out, yeah. That's a big deal, too, because we're, we're picking up a lot of new kids and young kids who can't do for themselves, and they have to have a lot of help. So, Aaliyah is just showing out in all kind of areas. Besides that, what else do you do? I help, like, if one of the teachers don't come or something or they're going or they're doing something i'll go help in one of their sunday school classes with one of the yeah the teachers a substitute sunday school emergency teacher 
we can draw from Sister Aaliyah. Just ring her bell and get her right up there and fill a seat. She's done it, too, in the past and does a good job. And what else? I don't I don't know. What do I do? Don't you have with a puppet song? Oh, yeah, I did the puppet. I yeah. forgot about the puppet. I thought that's where I mean the whole time I was trying to drag puppets out of you because uh, that's what I that's like. A, that's the thing I do the most, actually. Yeah, puppets is a big part of our Sunday school department. And we got several crew members that help out, and that gives them something to do and to be involved, you know, in Sunday school. They're helping with breakfast. They're helping. They're doing the puppets. They're practicing, and it gives them a sense of belonging. Uh, and I just listened to a podcast that talked about helping others and being kind and, and doing favors for others without expecting something in return and how it makes you feel better as a person and – we get double effects because God blesses us when we do it for his kingdom. And we're going to talk a little bit about that regeneration, that sowing and reaping topic here in this horse feed here. Matter of fact, let's just hit the horse feed right here, right now. Let's do it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on there a minute, boots. When you hear that sound, that means we fixing to kick open the feed barrel and dig around a little bit. Because there's more in there than just horse feed. <laughs> hey, for a horse feed today, we're going to tackle a little bit more of this Sunday school business and talk about, keep going with the concept of why am I doing what I'm doing, what's fueling my fire, and pick up on a key to minimizing or minimalizing, what's that word? Minimizing burnout, or maybe even completely preventing burnout as a Sunday school teacher or children's church, children's ministry worker, and talk about investment regeneration. So if we talked about last week, if all of our investment is directed anywhere besides God and towards God, then we're going to have to limit our invested time and energy or eventually suffer some degree of burnout because, number one, the people or ourselves or others cannot refill our spiritual cup that we're drawing from. Only God can. A little, a little analogy that I use sometimes is, uh, you know, we're taught that we're vessels to be used by God. And you fill a vessel with something, with, with anointing, with, with whatever needs to be poured out to benefit others in the kingdom. And if we're vessels, then we're to be used. We don't want to hold what we got. We want to pour out so that we can be filled back up. And we've all heard good preaching about this. But I thought about this, and I, and I kind of think about it, and I'd like to explain it this way. Really, we're more like a garden sprayer. Now, that may sound funny. Instead of a coffee mug or a, a cup, maybe we're more like a garden sprayer. See, a garden sprayer has its work to do in the garden, and we are in the garden of life, and we're spreading our the goodness that's put inside of us that benefits others to the other things, the people, the plants growing in this garden. And here's the way I like to think about it. If we're just a cup, then we're going to pour out. We're going to have to go back and get refilled. But a garden sprayer 
is the ideal tool to be used in God's garden. You see, it's got a handle on it where the master of the garden holds on to it with a firm grip. And he picks it up and he carries it wherever he needs it. It don't sit in one spot. It don't do one job or one specific thing that it likes to do. The, the master packs it around and he points where he wants the fertilizer to be poured out or the water to benefit another or the, the nutrients or the pesticides or whatever he's trying to do. He points it in the direction that he needs it in and he sprays it up. And when he gets low, the master himself will pump that sprayer and he'll build it up just like we get rejuvenated in a good church service and a good prayer meeting. That's just that master pumping us back up. And when we get low, guess what? He's going to carry us right back over and he's going to put what he wants inside of us and he's going to pump us back up and he's going to point us where he wants us again and he's going to continue this operation and we're going to be continually refilled and we're going to be continually used in the area that we're needed in. As long as we're a garden sprayer instead of a maybe a bucket or something that we're just sitting in one spot without a, a handle, without something that God can use and carry around. So in the law of sowing and reaping, just like we're pouring out to others and we're re receiving from God, it matters where you sow. We need to make sure that we're sowing where God wants us to sow. And the only way we can do that is to be in his hands at all times. The law of regeneration is a cycle of give and take, just like the rain falls from the sky and, and the sun pulls it back up and it falls right back down and it, it benefits each time. The law of regeneration is, is pouring yourself out, like we talked about from that vessel, and God's filling you back up. It's giving and receiving. It's giving and receiving. And the only way we can achieve that is to be in God's hands. So spiritually speaking, the time and effort and energy that we have, that we receive, is going to be directly proportionate to what we give. We give of our time, we give of our effort, we give of our energy. God's going to regenerate that to us. He's going to renew and restore us. If we're like that garden sprayer and we stay connected to the master and we're allowing ourselves to be pointed in the right direction and poured out where he wants us to be poured out. So think about that. Make sure you point in the right direction. Make sure that you're pleasing God. You're connected with him. We return you now to your regularly scheduled program. So me and Aaliyah's gathered up around the dining room table. Everybody just left. We had a big house full of people. Memo fried some chicken. Whoo, leg quarters. Or was it the whole chicken? You know, it was both. It was both. You know, some some mamas nowadays, probably most mamas, don't know how to cut up a whole chicken and fry it in deep and and fry it in the frying pan. But our mama can. And I've seen Aaliyah with a pretty good plate tonight. How many pieces of chicken do you eat, Aaliyah? Um, two. Two? Is that all? Everybody did. 
It well, was except John. He ate four. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it was that good. It was that good for sure. Mama Bandit is a chicken frying machine. She's pretty good. Everybody gathered up, and so we're going to throw this podcast together right here after supper time. We had a couple of them deer hunting this evening. Isaac went. No, did Isaac go this evening, or they, no, they didn't go. I don't go think this, no one did this. I don't think John K. did. Oh, yeah, John K. He went for like 20 minutes. That's okay. right. John K. got... <laughs> He got, uh, his mosquitoes started bothering him, and it got hot, and got... I think he got scared of the coyotes. Scared of the coyotes, really? <laughs> Big John, scared of the coyotes? He's in there screaming, no, I'm not. <laughs> John ain't scared of no coyotes. But it's youth season here right now, and tomorrow he'll get up. He's got some big bucks on camera. Aaliyah's been hunting here lately. Aaliyah, do you want to tell anything about any of the stories where you've been hunting? Not really, but I guess I will. Tell us what happened. So, I got the video uh, to prove it. The first time I went hunting, well, hunting, not hunting, me and my mama went, and I shot at a doe, and I missed. But the reason why I missed is because it was running off, and I hurried up and shot, and my eyes were closed. Yeah, I closed that's my eyes, the real and then reason. I missed. Her mama was videoing her face. Or her, I was uh, video so her upset. while she shot. And, and then the second time. <laughs> well, let me finish that. So we went back and watched the video. So as she's pulling the trigger, she's closing her eyes at the same time. Yeah. Expecting the boom. And we get, we teach them to keep your eyes open, squeeze the trigger. But anyway. But my aunt, she keeps her eyes closed every time she shoots. So I don't think that will have any. You don't think it had anything no. to do with it? Well, but then the second time I went to shoot and I was going to drop it because I was on the perfect and I was going to keep your eyes open. I was going to keep my eyes open. Then I went to shoot and the handle wasn't down. The bolt was not shoved completely down. Which and it didn't shoot. And so squeeze the trigger and it nothing happened. I was very upset. So your mama decided she'd operate on the gun and stand, huh? So she pulled out the little handle thing where the, what's it called? She un, yeah, she unbolted it. Where, like, the bullet goes. She pulled it, and the bullet dropped down. ejected the bullet, yep, on the floor. And she went to get it, and I said, Mama, do not move. And she puts her head up, and the deer runs off. <laughs> and so I'm already ticked. And so I just get up and leave, and I'm like, I'm never hunting again. <laughs> well, but she went back. I went back. Yeah. And, then <laughs> and then what? Camille went with us. Oh, yeah, Camille, two-year-old Camille. <laughs> and I shot. I, I was I was going to shoot, and then Camille started screaming, like, deer, there's a deer. And then they ran off. Well, so this this year has not been very good for me. Isaac's already killed a six-point and a doe, and he's six years old. <laughs> it's very embarrassing. Well, we got plenty of season left, so you'll be able to get one for sure. And we got looks like we got plenty of does around here to pick from, right here in the backyard. So we'll put them in the meat house and make some fried meat, some sausage, whatever. Let's hope. Whoa, Boots. When you hear that sound, that means it's time for hair and a biscuit. That's right. Just a little something you wasn't expecting that we're going to pull out and check out before we go any further. All right. Get ready, Boots. Here we go. Hair 
and a biscuit. And we're going to hang with these close calls in my past, in my life, until we run out of them. I got another good one today, another good near miss. You ever thought about why they call it a near miss? If an airplane is flying in the air and it almost runs over another airplane, they report it as a near miss. To me, if you nearly missed him, that means you hit him. <laughs> it was a miss-miss. It wasn't a near-miss. I almost missed him. Well, I could, anyway, we'll figure all that out later. I got a good story about another time that God spared my life. This time it was me and a co-worker. We were working. It was right after the spoonbill incident where I got thrown out of the boat right in there in the same time period within a week or so of each other i was working at the asphalt plant where i worked for dnj construction been there 32 years right at and so without going into a lot of in-depth ex explanation about how hot mix asphalt is, is made from rocks and sand hot liquid tar and mixing and heating and it comes out about 325 to 350 degrees and it's stored in these big silos that we have. It's 100-ton silos. We have two 100-ton silos. And we started early waiting on the roadway man to say, send the load on. We had a completely full silo, 100 tons of mix before they said, all right, let's start loading trucks. Well, the clamshell bucket under the bottom of the silo that, that controls the opening and closing and allows the, the hot asphalt to run out the bottom was malfunctioning. It was like leaking a little bit. And so we, me and another guy, got in a loader bucket. He picked us up to where he was looking at it really close to see if it was something hung up in the gate or if there was some kind of a, a mechanical malfunction or obstruction or something that might have been causing it. We just realized it wasn't pinching off all the way. So we took a big sledgehammer and we took turns whipping on this gate and just and so the operator inside the control tower he would open and close the gate and it runs off of air valves it open and closing it it'd dump a little mix around us it wasn't falling in the bucket and getting on us we was trying to get it to seal off and it would almost seal off it would still just be leaking leaking he'd open and close it trying to get it to seal we'd beat on it with a hammer so finally it quit almost quit enough that we could get a truck under there so we could start loading it. So here come the truck. He pulled under there. Well, we had just come out from under it with this 100 tons of hot mix right above our heads, leaking out. And the next time that gate went, all 100 tons fell out of that silo into the back of the truck because there's a cone-shaped funnel, a funnel that it is narrows down to this gate and the weld on the top part of that funnel broke loose and that's why it was leaking it is actually trying to break loose and trying to fall out while we were under it so that comb that funnel fell out of this silo and just shook the whole plant hot mix going everywhere running all over the ground warped the big 12, 10, 12 inch I beams that holds this silo up, just the impact of that just warped them to an egg shape. And we realized we had just got out from under that gate 
We had just been there as he was opening and closing that gate. We was beating on it with a hammer. And the next time he opened it, a hundred tons fell about six, eight foot straight down and hit the back of that truck, which would have hit on top of us, on top of our heads. But God spared us again. Mm-hmm. We return you now to your regularly scheduled program. Oh, we had another high dollar, sure enough, big time event happened here on Rocky Creek Road last week. I'm talking about a surprise. Guess what it is. Guess what it was. The surprise. Drum of roll, surprises. please. Football's 50. How do you say? 50th. 50th surprise birthday party. So here's how they got me. I'm always pretty good at catching on to these little surprise deals. They can't get them over on me. They had a surprise party, just a little family deal on my birthday, actually the day after my birthday, and I kind of figured it out, and anyway, went along, I thought, okay, it's over with, we got it down, I got a little cake, got a couple little old gifts, and so it's over, 50 years, half a century went by, so it's been a week after, and I'm working late, had a big day on the job, trying to get home, and when I finally got home, they told me we're supposed to be celebrating Brooke's birthday, which is our middle daughter's, and there was going to be a few people here. Well, when I pulled up, there's cars from one end of the road to the other, I'm talking about, and big lights and cakes and people. Presents. <laughs> so I get that? out, and they all go to screaming, surprise. And I said, surprise what? It's not my birthday, but. They've got, got it over on me. So surprised, him. surprised me. Give me too much, too much attention, too many people, too much too much love. Kind of got me feeling uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm not good at accepting all this sweet attention. So to celebrate and to get out of this rat hole, we're going to let Camille sing happy birthday to Papa. Camille, come say happy birthday to Papa. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to Papa. Happy birthday to you. Oh, my heart. I don't even want to get out of this rat hole anymore. I just want to hug everybody. (laughs) See y'all next time. Bye.